Do you want to quench your thirst for some fantasy football knowledge with, along with some great conversation? Check out the Fantasy Daydreamers live stream before the podcast on Twitch on Mondays and Wednesday nights. We'll tweet about it as well. And if you want to quench your thirst with actual beverages, drink Blue Powerade. Please sponsor us. Ian, entice them with this beautiful music. What's chillin', what's chillin', y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. I'm your host, JJ. With me, as always, is Keone. Hello, everybody! You heard me before, and I will sell out again, because, you know, I, that's what I believe in, and so hear me and watch me, listen to me typing things that are selling out on the Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. Now, now yeah, we got to tell those people, Blue Powerade, not a sponsor yet, mm. but we're working on it, all right? I would love it. We're working on it. Uh, Keone, I do have a question. You know how, like, at the end of a football game, whenever whatever team wins, they pour the Gatorade or Powerade on the coach? Mm-hmm. Would you be mad if it was Blue Powerade because, like, that's wasting Blue Powerade? Or is that, like, the ultimate, like, you get Blue Powerade poured on you? Um... I would be a little upset, seeing as it it's not empty. So it's like, what are we doing? You know, why are we not drinking the deliciousness that is blue Powerade? Why is it not all gone? However, if I was to be showered in such a beverage, I would love it to be blue Powerade. Okay. You know, it's funny. This reminds me of a story about a guy who's coaching at Long Beach State, an old guy, and they won, and they and they did the Gary shower, and then. He got ammonia and died three weeks later. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> terrible. That is a terrible story. <laughs> oh, dude. That, that is crazy. Ryan. Where it, <laughs> that, is, that is Ryan. Uh, yeah. Well, guys, shout out to Twitter R O K K O. Rocco. Daydreamer. Yeah, you heard that story on the Ryan Rusillo podcast. That was crazy. I was like, oh, y'all killed a guy. And now I think now I just can't think not think anything about it. Well, yeah, that really brought down my mood, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter, and you guys can follow the show at FF Daydreamers on Twitter. We got some news to go over today. We got our waiver wire, and then we got our week thirteen recap. So let's get into it. Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor suffered a wrist injury. He is considered week-to-week as of now. Davis Mills did come in and play for him in relief. Just rough for the Texans. I mean, I don't think you're starting Tyrod Taylor in fantasy. You're not starting Davis Mills, right? Uh, No. Nah. Who do you start? Brandon Cooks, that's it, maybe? Brandon Cooks, I guess. And they're officially you, are you still start- eliminated from playoffs, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Um, are you still starting Brandon Cooks with Davis Mills? I mean, they've gotten he's gotten some play with him throughout the season. I mean, if you have to, that's what I'm like. If you have to play, you know, a, a Texan, then it would be Brandon Cooks. So. All right. Yeah. 
Raiders running back Kenyon Drake will be out for the rest of the season. He broke his ankle in Sunday's matchup. That's just a rough one uh, for him. Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain. Since they play in th- on Thursday, it does not appear as he w- that he will be ready to go. Uh, no timetable has came out yet as he's still waiting on uh, results. Yeah, this one's fairly important. Uh, so if you're unsure, or if you're you know need him to play, or you know something like that, um, we'll get back to you on Wednesday. So, or in the in the the live stream at least, and then you know we'll we'll have your information for you for, about Adam Thielen sooner. Than, yeah, next time. Yeah, and just have just have a backup plan ready to go because it does not look like he's gonna he's gonna play. Giants quarterback Mike Glennon sustained a concussion in his start for the injured Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones does not look like he will be ready to go in week 14. So this Giants quarterback, I mean. I, it sucks because my girl and her dad are going to the game versus the Chargers. <laughs> and they're going to have uh, Jake Fromm throwing the ball for them. Oh, man. It's crazy. Are terrible, I, terrible game to go to. Are either of them eligible to play professional football? Because yeah. the Giants need players because they are just hurt left and right. So uh, I'll start training. There you go. I try. Nice. Remember, I was going to try for the LA Kiss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we do it next season. During the off season, we start training. We'll we'll uh, get our get our uh, draft times down. We'll, we'll do something. Mm. Eagles running back Miles Sanders left early with an ankle injury. There is no timeline on him as of yet. They do have a bye week this week, so he will get an extra week to rest up and uh, see how he go. See how he feels for week fifteen. 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell is being evaluated for a head injury, maybe a, a concussion. So if he goes into concussion protocol, again, concussions different from person to person. So it could be a while. It could be he's ready to go by this week. Just got to stay tuned. If, if, he's, Washington, oh, oh, if he's not, would it be like Jeff Wilson? Would you? It would be Jeff Wilson. I don't like the way Jeff know. Wilson's been running, though. Jeff Wilson uh, left this week early because he re-injured his groin. Oh, oh man. So Trey Sermon he, coming back. Or, the hype train. Or, Hopefully Debo Samuel is back and okay, can yeah. just run. True. Okay. Yeah, uh, Trey Sermon is on IR, I believe, still. So it wouldn't be Trey Sermon. Sorry, Ryan. So, D- oh, Debo okay. it is, then. The we Washington football... <laughs> yeah, you can just... I don't know if you can be eligible to play for two teams in one week, Ryan. I'll take know. the 49ers job first. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, I'll take the fine. I'll take the fine. I'll just play for both of them. I'll take the fine. <laughs> Washington football team's tight end, Logan Thomas, appears to be done for the season, although... Their first, his first MRI came back and it was better than expected. It looks like it's going to be a torn MCL, but and his season will be over. No, yeah, and he just sad, came, sad news. He just came back too, and that, that kind of yes. like 
Um, but they're on a four-game win streak, so hopefully they can keep that going, I guess. you know, I prefer them. Titan. Over, like, the Cowboys, <laughs> yeah. and I guess I, I, pr- I probably prefer them over the Eagles, but I know somebody else wouldn't on this podcast, so. I prefer them in the, in the uh, NFC East, for sure. Okay. The Titans designated wide receiver Julio Jones to return from IR, which means they have 21 days to activate him or uh, put him on IR for the rest of the season. So Julio Jones might might make a comeback. Are you going to play Julio Jones if he does? They need him. Fuck no. Fuck no, Julio. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got me two times this season already. And not getting me again, you bastard. Uh-uh. <laughs> Does it make a difference that he's basically their number one receiver because they only have like five total on their roster? And so he'll be like almost guaranteed the starter since AJ Brown is out. Will it make a difference when his hamstring happens again? Fair enough. I don't think I play don't, him. Don't fall his for first the trap. Back. Yeah. Okay. Don't fall for the trap. I have him on one of my teams too. And still? Yes, I have an IR spot, so he's just been sitting on my IR spot. Mm. Man, and my wide receivers are really bad or injured in that league, so it's going to be actually pretty tough if he does come back for me, but I don't want to play him. I'm trying to avoid it at all costs. Chargers placed wide receiver Keenan Allen on the COVID-19 reserve list. He will have a chance to still play this week, but only time will tell. The NFL suspended Saints wide receiver Deontay Harris for three games for a DWI incident that happened back in July. So they just get into it now. He will be out for the next three games. Okay, that's that's <laughs> wild. He just went off too. Fin- finally uh, came out and did something, Are and they, did they just that's work? when they come down with his suspension. Do they just learn about it, or like? I- I don't, does it just take that I long in the like the system? They have or? to do an investigation. There you go. Okay. All right. Come on, innocent before guilty. I mean, that's it's close. I think <laughs> he was already guilty, but you know. <laughs> I mean, he, he, that's that's the general spirit um, of what the term yeah. is. Just <laughs> wide receiver Corey Davis will will undergo core surgery that will end his season. Elijah Moore stepping up. He has been. So even with Zach yeah. Wilson, so good. Yeah. Absolutely. And then on the Monday night, Patriots running back Damian Harris left early with a hamstring injury. He did return for a little bit and then quickly exited the game and was done for the night. Uh we will have more information on Thursday's podcast about Damian Harris. That'll do it for today's news. Let's move on to our waiver wire. All right. So first, are there any players that you couldn't use on this list? They are over 33% rostered that people should be looking to pick up first. Well, I was going to say Julio Jones, but now I feel like a fool (laughs) for for saying him. Um, So just be aware that he will probably be the number one wide receiver there. But I understand he's super, 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 like, iffy to play. Um, 
And then... Uh, Keone, are you cut out for me? Oh, I'm sorry. Because I didn't I, hear the name. Sorry. Um, I was going to say Julio Jones, but after uh, our discussion, I feel dumb <laughs> to, to suggest him. No, no. I, hey, Julio could be a number one wide receiver. He just, has done it in the past. Just know he comes with caveats. Yes, exactly. And then um, I, I, I guess I kind of lumped all these guys together, and I'm kind of, um, I guess... Because I I saw your stuff before, but so but yeah, a lot of backup or quote or people who didn't start the season at running back, like they, you you look at the list of top running backs who you drafted this season, a lot of them, a ton of them are injured. Like the top six or seven guys have been injured or are injured in some capacity. So if you can pick up one of those backup running backs, I know there are a lot, a lot of them are rostered now. But if you're if they're in any of your leagues, you know now is a good time to get them because you know they're the guys who are going to be in the game. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chuba Hubbard, fifty five point eight percent rostered. He will be the starter. Christian McCaffrey's done for the season, so that's definitely one that um, you want to go get. A wide receiver that I have on here, Devontae Parker, fifty four point four percent rostered. Miami is clicking. They are. Going into their bye week, so maybe you don't need to add him this week, but definitely look for him next week. Came back, first game back, um, and looked pretty good. I mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't anything special, but if if you need some help. Yeah, I saw his Devontae name. Parker. I saw his name a few times, um, although Jalen Waddle clearly is the guy there, which is nice. Yeah. You know, because that's good for the, the rookie. But yeah, Devontae Parker, you know, he's still a you know a, a good like name, you know, and he, uh, if you can get targets, then yeah. A guy for me, um, Alex Collins, um, might be come back this week. They're playing against the Texans. In 75% of the Texan games, they've allowed a rushing touchdown or a 100-yard rusher. Um, they just give a lot of points. And if Alex Collins is back, I, would take, I think he gets the most of the work. If he isn't, Penny, DJ Dallas, I think would be the guys. Oh, no, just kidding. My bad. Adrian Peterson, baby. <laughs> They're giving him a touchdown. My bad. It's going to be AP. AP is getting the touchdown, guys. Yeah. Alice Collins is out. So just, I think the breakdown went Penny, Travis Homer, and then AP. But yes, AP got in the end zone. No, I don't, no, I don't think Travis Homer. I'd say DJ Dallas over Travis Homer. I think, well, I'm just saying Tra- in terms of snap percentage or, or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Who are our top three players then players rostered in 33% or fewer leagues who wants to go first uh I can go I guess and it's time once again to uh again no uh, it's time to grab a Heineke grab me a Heineke because he is still um under 33% rostered and unfortunately he did lose Logan Thomas which was a great weapon for him but they face the Cowboys, which have the ability to give up a lot of points. I know they played decently well against the Saints, but I feel like one thing that, if if anything's going for the Washington football team, it is momentum, and they are on a four-game win streak, and I think the Cowboys have played very iffy in this latter stretch of the season, so there's room to be able to beat them. And they have a great receiver in Terry McLaurin. So they just have some, some chutzpah going. And, you know, 
there, there's not many other quarterbacks that are under 33% rostered. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. All right, my first guy, Jalen Guyton, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. We talked about Keenan Allen going on the COVID reserve list. Allen does still have a chance to play in week 14. But even with Keenan Allen on the field, Guyton still caught four balls on four targets for 90 yards and scored a touchdown in the Chargers' win over the Bengals on Sunday. Big win for them. He finished as a wide receiver 10 on the week. And yes, this is the first time he's finished inside the top 50 this year. And yeah, four targets is not very promising. But if Keenan Allen does miss time, Guyton will slide right into that wide receiver two role on this Chargers offense that can put up great fantasy numbers. We've seen that Justin Herbert does trust Jalen Guyton. We'll throw him the ball. We'll throw him the ball into the end zone. We'll throw him the ball deep. So he always has that explosive upside play. And if Allen's out, he's going to see more snaps, more targets. And so... Jalen Guyton. Uh, for me, Kadri Osborne um, with Thielen out. Um, I would just play him. I think Justin Jefferson is a clear number one on that team, but I do think that Steelers defense will focus on him. Uh, in Detroit, he had four tar- or four receptions, seven targets, 47 yards, and a touchdown. We talked about Osborne before in other podcasts. Uh, he's been, you know, pretty quiet most of the year because they've been so run heavy. But I think Cook will be out this week. Then will be out. Well, could be out. I think he will be out. Um, I think Osborne becomes the key key guy in this offense. I uh, he is my number two guy. So I also had KJ Osborne because Adam Thielen will probably not be in the game, and we already saw kind of a a little bit of what that might be like in this past game. And Osborne saw his uh, second most, like he was tied for the second most targets he's had on the season with seven. So, and he also had a touchdown. So, you know, that could be easily happen again this week, especially since we, because we know, like Ryan said, Jefferson is just clearly the number one guy. And so that's not going to, he's not going to take that away, but he still has an opportunity then if Jefferson is covered on, you know, a couple plays or, or a lot of plays to be able to be that guy where that um, Kirk Cousin finds in a pinch. So, and he's only 4.1% rostered. So he is definitely out there. So it's just an advantageous week for him this week. All right, and I got backup running backs like Keone talked about. Look, the playoffs are upon us. They're either starting this week, you might have one more week, maybe two more weeks if you're in a smaller league, and you need to do all you can to get into the playoffs, go do it. But if you have players on your bench you know you're not going to play and you have a stud running back, you need to go get the studs back up right now. Most of them by now are rostered as a lot of studs have been injured this season. So, um, But if you need to go look in your waiver wire right now. Anyone from A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, Peyton Barber even with uh, Kenyon Drake going down, being Josh Jacobs' backup, Ramon J. Stevenson, Latavius Murray has become the backup in Baltimore. That is a run-heavy team. If Devontae Freeman goes down, Latavius Murray is going to get a lot of work. Rex Burkhead in Houston, ah, that one's a little might be pushing it, but you he's can't had some get good games. Rex, bro. I'm sorry. You can't bro. get with that, right? <laughs> Everyone, I agree with you, bro. Amen. That Rex Burkhead, I don't know, bro. I'm sorry. You would be surprised, though. Rex Burkhead, not terrible whenever he gets uh, gets a lot of work. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, like Khalil Herbert still might be out there. If you have David Montgomery, you need to go get Khalil Herbert because Khalil Herbert came in earlier in the season and definitely showed that if David Montgomery's not there, Herbert's the guy. So go get your backup running backs. Uh, next up for me, uh, Gerald Everett. I know he had a horrible week with multiple fumbles and then dropping that touchdown. It was absolutely horrible. But Garbage. Yeah, I mean, touchdown into a pick, but he's getting targets again since Russ has been back. Eight, four, nine, and six. Um, he's playing against the Texans. I think Seattle wrestled the best he's looked since he came back. I think Seattle wins this one pretty handily. Um, I think Everett could have a real possibility of scoring, especially when out of like all those streaming tight ends. So, um, before I get into like my third guy, I would just like I agree with JJ's guy. I'm not going to say who it is, but I f- kind of forgot ab- about him. But he is like a very viable option, I, and I just don't. I could go first if you want me to. Uh, I mean, well, I have other guys because I forgot about okay, him. Okay. But like, so I'll say my guys, and just to give more options, you know, for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with your guy. Um, that's the uh. So I'm gonna go with like some of Lions receivers. In Josh Reynolds. Say Josh Reynolds. Say his Josh name. Reynolds and potentially Amon, Amon Ra St. Brown. So Josh Reynolds is 2.7% rostered. Amon Ra St. Brown is 6.5% rostered. And I think you can go with either of these guys. It just kind of depends on what you're looking for in your like either flex receiver, because that's probably the position you're going to go with. Um, but if you want an over-the-top guy who can get big chunks of plays, like big chunk yardage, then Reynolds is your guy. But if you want that underneath target who's going to get peppered with targets but not get as many yards, then I would go with, with Amon Ross St. Brown. So again, it just depends on who you want. But both are out there, and both are potentially viable. They have, you know, they finally hit pay dirt, and they're going to have, they're going to be happy. You know, they're going to be, you know, have that momentum going forward. So, you know, keep an eye out for them. Yeah. Amon Ra St. Brown definitely made my list just right under this guy that I'm about to talk about. Russell Gage, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He's 25.2% rostered. He finished as the wide receiver 11 on the week. This is the second straight week he's gone over 15 fantasy points. Last week, he caught 6 of 7 for 62 yards, and he scored a touchdown. This week, he caught 11 of 12 for 130 yards. Now, the Falcons have been an awful offense all year long, but they play Carolina this week, who have been slipping. Um, While Atlanta's kind of starting to finally click, Matt Ryan is starting to trust in Russell Gage, and who yeah should be it should be his number one receiver um maybe if kyle pitts steps up russell gage can slip into that number two spot but right now russell gage is getting the targets he's getting the yards and if you have to play him i think you can so russell gage uh my last is actually the Chargers defense uh they played the giants like we said Drake from could be the quarterback uh, they play KC, who's at, who's really just been struggling in general. And when you guys, when the uh, KC played the Chargers in Week Three, Chargers had two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and two sacks in that game, and that was in Kansas City. And then they have Houston, and then they have Denver. I I think the Chargers defense could go on a run of getting turnovers, being playmaking. I mean, the Denver defense or Denver does have a good run game, but. I just think there's a real possibility where the Chargers defense gets hot, 
and they they help people win the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, that is a dirty, dirty line oh, right there. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Nice and easy. Houston with David Mills too. So it's it's not Tyrod. It's not going to be a good a good quarterback. We see Mills play bad multiple games. All right. Is there anyone that you guys are dropping this week? Mm, I mean, I couldn't find anybody that you shouldn't have already dropped. I guess. Yeah. True. Yeah. That, that's where I'm at too. Because it's like I, I Ryan. Mean, yeah. I picked Bateman back up, but ugh, I should have just dropped him. <laughs> should just kept yeah. him dropped. You can drop like Corey Davis, Kenyon Drake, all the people that got injured, injured out for the season. Yes. All right, that'll do it for our waiver wire then. Let's move on to our week 13 recap. So what are two takeaways you guys had from this week's slate of games? Keone, you want to start us off? Uh, sh- Sure. So I'm going to go with um, like this this morning I, I, I woke up and I just felt, you know, I just felt a, I felt a little different. You know, normally I don't uh, I don't really sleep with a shirt. Um, but this morning I, I woke up with a, a bomber jacket on. And that was that was a little weird. Um, my room, like a lot of stuff in there was like green and and silver, which I don't remember it being like that before. And then. You know, I, I go into the, the bathroom and then I see myself in the mirror and I had this like this kick ass handlebar mustache. And then then it hit me. I am Minchumania, baby. <laughs> um, I just I'm it was exciting to watch. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts, as you've heard on this this podcast before, just because he's he just runs the ball and I, I know that works for him, but it's just like, it was nice to see him throwing the ball like deep. And it is also helped that I have Dallas Goddard. So that was nice to be the beneficiary of that. But I, I don't know. It's just like, Hey, yeah, he's, he's a guy who can, you know, is a good, like a backup is, and it's just like, Oh, he did well. He did enough to win. You know, he had almost 250 yards and, uh, he had a couple touchdowns, eighty percent completion percentage. So I don't know, like that's that's basically what you you want and what you need. I know it was against a terrible Jets team, but I don't know. It was just nice to see Gardner Minshew again, and it's just like yeah. And he also looks like Mac from from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I think is amazing, being a Philadelphia the, Eagles player. Yeah, it's like now a, that he's on the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, it's just like this giant meta meta joke of like some acting, you know, kind of thing, like a. Uh, method acting of of some kind, which I think would be amazing. So it's all revealed in the end. Like, yeah, it's it's been Rob McElhenney the whole time. But anyways, I like Gardner Minshew, and I like the game. My second takeaway: the Lions won. The Lions won. They did it, baby. They did it. It's like a moment straight out of Ted Lasso, or I don't know, just getting lost down a rabbit hole of cute animal videos on YouTube. This was the positive energy we need in the football world right now. You know, it was, it's, and it's one of those sports moments that it, it, it just, you can't, you couldn't have scripted it any better. You know, earlier in the season, they lost to Minnesota and both teams kind of are known for losing close games. And just in that game, they lost, the, you know, and I just, don't be surprised if there's a film about the the Lions 
because they have everything like they did everything for the cheesy sports movie. You know, they are that lovable underdog who just keeps losing and losing until they get that final win. Again, I said they lost a close game to Minnesota before, and then they've slowly been building progress throughout the year and, you know, all the way to build to that, that montage, you know, of the, of the season perfect for that film. And, uh, and then they have the perfect ending. So they have the perfect ending to build the climax of that movie. So don't be surprised if you uh, are watching uh, in your local cinema and you hear, Coming soon to a theater near you, the inspirational tale of the 2021 Detroit Lions. They'll make you laugh, they'll make you cry, and they'll make you feel. This fall from Orion Pictures comes Lion Song, the true story of the little team with the heart of a lion. I cannot wait for the end, <laughs> end montage of that video whenever it's like Jerry Goff went on to get benched yeah. and replaced by Tim Boyle. <laughs> the Lions finished 115 and 1 that season. Didn't win another game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do feel happy for the head coach, um, Dan Campbell. I don't know if you guys saw the press conference afterwards, Class, but that classy was also move. Intense. That was a classy move yeah. on his you know, part. So. I mean, I, wait. Explain. Explain the press conference because we might have seen it, but I, the listeners might not have. Well, I know it happened. Oh, okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I did see an Instagram video where he was where he said the game ball to whatever it was school Oxford. shooting, right? Yes. Yeah, and then Nate read the names of people who died, and it was it was crazy. I mean, for everyone who thought this guy was a meathead. Type of guy, and he just seems sincere and real all the time. It's 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 nice. Yeah, it was it was nice for them to win, and yeah. All right, my first takeaway: George Kittle, the Yaknes monster, has returned. Kittle finished the week thirteen as the tight end one. He caught nine balls on twelve targets for one hundred and eighty-one yards and two touchdowns. He tore up the field, even though the 49ers did lose to the Seahawks. He looked like that top three tight end he used to be and still has the potential to be. We saw it. Um just just the run after catch ability that George Kittle has is unlike any tight end in the NFL and it's just amazing to watch just an animal be out there just running past people like he is so big just running past these dudes it's crazy and just being able to tiptoe the sideline is so impressive yep he scored two touchdowns that game right yeah both Mm -hmm. in the first half I think that's I think that's his first two touchdowns versus Seattle or or at Seattle like some crazy yeah, some crazy little stat like that. Um, I know, yeah. I know, Ian would be remiss if I didn't do it, but he is also like the epitome of like, I'm bigger than you. Yeah. Get out of my way, or else I'll eat you. So there you go. Yeah. And then turns that corner, and he's gone. Mm. My second takeaway: Javante Williams. He finished the week as the running back one after Melvin Gordon was announced that he would not be playing in Sunday's game. Javante Williams got a ton of hype. The blow-up was crazy around the rookie running back, who has played well all, all season, but splitting time with Melvin Gordon has definitely held him back for fantasy. Well, 
when he does get the lion's share, he had 23 carries for 102 yards. He caught six of nine for another 76 yards, and he got into the end zone through the air. Javante Williams, just a big breakout game for him on Sunday night. Yes, it was against the Chiefs, who their rush defense has been atrocious, but let's not take anything away from the rookie. It's a big stage. He came out. He showed out. Good for him. Definitely big hype going up, going forward into the into the further seasons for Javante Williams. And maybe the Broncos can uh, move on from Melvin Gordon next season. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, right? Give Javante the ball. Yeah, he is. But uh, we'll see. Give Javante Williams the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, what are your takeaways? Uh, so talking about probably the game you love the most, uh, Steelers-Ravens, Deontay Johnson, he's nasty. Uh, but we do want to focus on the Ravens in general. Uh, it feels like their offense is really struggling. So I did look. The past six games averaging 18.6 points per game. Lamar has eight total touchdowns and 10 interceptions during that time which is more than 2020 or his MVP season in 2019. Hollywood's only caught one touchdown and has four games under 60 yards. And Mark Andrews has four games with less than five reception or five or less receptions and 80 yards every or 80 less 80 or less yards every game. I just feel like this Ravens team is struggling and everyone's blitzing them and you can steal it or you can see, sorry, <laughs> you can see it, uh, especially TJ Watt getting off. Uh, I thought that was a great game. Reminded me of like some old school football. I mean, not like the hits, but the idea of the game reminded me of some old school football. Uh, but I am scared for the Ravens. They do play Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, and Rams. Four defense that I think are pretty good. I'm not saying they're all great, but they are good defenses. And I think there's a real possibility the Ravens could be struggling in the uh, fantasy playoffs. Um, and then... Again, Jonathan Taylor getting off against the Texans. I know. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. The, uh, oh, sorry. Go. Sorry. I want to talk about the Ravens a little bit. Come on. You're not okay. even going to let me talk about this Ravens Steelers game, huh? Well, Come on. Go, bloody. Go. Go, bloody. Go, bloody. Another point the Ravens also look like they lost Marlon Humphrey, their star cornerback. It looks like he's going to be done for the season. So that's one reason why John Harbaugh said he went for two points instead of kicking to go into overtime. He didn't really trust the defensive backs that he had out there to beat the Steelers in overtime. Um, which, like, shout out to the Steelers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. The Ravens have been struggling. I totally agree with that. It's it's kind of disappointing for fantasy. Oh, it's 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 crazy when you thought I thought they all saw the Lamar felt like the MVP candidate favorite, and they started the game season off kind of hot, having to come back, and they have been struggling quite bad in offense. Um, so and then like I was saying, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts in general. Um, the Colts right now are averaging thirty-two points per game. They had thirty-one on Sunday. Uh, Wentz is playing pretty great. Uh, he has sixteen touchdowns and four picks. Um, Jonathan Taylor, six games over 100 rushing yards and a rushing TD every game. Again, with him being this lead back and controlling the offense, it seems like they're really clicking. Again, I know it's the Texans, but hey, you play who you play, and they really dominated them. Pittman, I thought would have some better numbers. 
he seems like the guy who's kind of struggling the most on his offense, even though they're scoring points. He only has four touchdowns during eight games and five games over 60 yards. Um, but I do think John Taylor is taking up so much, and he is the son to that team. He is everything, everyone revolves around him. So Suited up, bro. Yeah. He is suited for that team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael Pittman has struggled a little bit, but I think it's exactly what you said. Jonathan Taylor is just tearing every single defense apart where they don't need to throw the ball so much. So Michael Pittman looks like he's having bad games numbers-wise, but he's he's out there playing. He's still looking really good. I also want to give another shout-out to Sony Michelle, boy. Picked you up. Came hey. in clutch, boy. Yes, he did. That's that's another running back, Daryl Henderson. We saw him miss this week. You need to go pick up Sony Michelle. Is that is the backup there for the Rams? Man, he looked better than Henderson. I know it was against the Jags, so also not fair. <laughs> yeah, everyone looked good on, on the Rams' <laughs> offense, but but man. All right, that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, go like, subscribe wherever you guys get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this right now. It really helps. Also, tell your friends. Playoffs are here. Playoffs are upon us. We need to win some games. So if you need to win some games, we're here to help you. FantasyDaydreamers.com. We got all of our content over there. Hit the website. We got articles coming out bi-weekly. So look for those. Twitter, Instagram, at FFDaydreamers. Follow us there. We got content coming out on all the social medias. And you got to remember, always stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.